Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 103 of the Say Hey Podcast. I'm Doug Hayes. It is June 5th, 2023. Bringing in my co-host as always, Say Hey Rob. What's going on, my man? What's going on, man? It's been a few weeks. Man, I got to tell you, yeah, again, <laughs> and we're busy guys and shit happens. But I got to tell you, though, I watched some hockey before we got on. Seven I watched some tonight, too, yeah. Seven to two. And there was like five fights. No, nobody took off their skate and tried to stab anybody. But, <laughs> but it was Stanley Cup Finals, Vegas and Florida. I'm I'm getting into. It. I've watched both games. Both games have been Vegas has won them both, and you know, go Vegas. Uh, the best expansion team since the Florida Marlins. That's probably fair. You know what's fu- it's funny because I've watched a minimal amount of hockey this year, and I I usually watch playoff hockey. Like, there's nothing better. Like, the playoff hockey is the best, dude. But. I actually watched a decent amount of the game tonight, and it was four nothing Vegas. Um, when I stopped watching, had to come home and you know do dad duties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then seven to two, holy cow, dude! I didn't, I didn't know. Like, so five goals happened after I stopped watching. That's nuts. That's like when uh, back in the '96 Junior Goodwill Games when Team USA beat Trinidad <laughs> Tobago eleven to nothing, led Tobago. by Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay, the greatest hockey coach that mm-hmm. ever lived. Uh, no, yeah, it's Ryan. funny you bring that up. Uh, hockey chatter here on Say Hey Podcast. Hey, no, there's no baseball tonight. So. You know, I uh, yeah, we are recording on an off day, but well, you know me, I, I am a recent actually since the beginning though. So I, you know, my rules about like changing teams. I gave up on the Sharks a couple years ago. I've been a Seattle Kraken fan. The last I have a poster hanging into my room for proof. Okay, I'm a Seattle Kraken fan. Western Conference Finals participants this year so watch <laughs> out watch out for the kraken in the future baby that's don't ask true. me to name a player on their team that, uh, yeah that, that's true i remember when they became a thing and you claimed them so i was I'll like yeah I, I gotta have a seattle team i'm going for it um so anyways yeah it's been a couple weeks since we come on eight during during it i just want to apologize too though to our you know loyal listeners like we've just been like extremely busy like both of us and and like also in the last two weeks, like Rob and I have been dealing with some illnesses as well. So yeah, it's just, dude, it's, it's killing me. Cause you know, we love to get on here and talk baseball, but um, you know, just uh, <laughs> cherish the episodes when they come out because like Rob's working all the time. I'm working all the time. Obviously I got a little kid now and it's like, you know, we're just super busy. So apologize, but thankful for your continuous listening. But, so. yeah, we're not missing a beat. We know everything that's yeah. going on with this damn team. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, hey, the Giants actually went through a decent hot streak since we recorded last. Mm-hmm. Got back up to 500. Um, the last week or so has been a little rough, but um, they're right there. They're 29 and 30. Um, they are five and a half out in the West behind the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Um, mm-hmm. So, currently in third. 
And in the wild card standings, uh, the Giants are two and a half back of the Milwaukee Brewers. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm reading this wrong. I apologize. There's like a there's like four teams right now that are like right in the wild card. I think everybody's pretty ever. much in it. Except I know, I know. But what, it is June. Nationals? It's, it's June fifth too. Well, and the, the Cardinals, dude, have the worst record in the National League. So yeah, yeah, you're believe right, it or right. not, yep. believe it or not. Um, so again, it's like really early still. You know, they're only uh, you know 59 games. They still have over 100 games to go. So, you know, Rob and I, we're not like really looking at the standings yet but we're just kind of catching ourselves up as we talk right now so mm-hmm. um i kind of really start looking at standings like i don't know right at the trade deadline probably trade uh, deadline you know, fourth, left, so. fourth of july you know around there yeah so yeah uh like i said though they 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 had a good little uh you know run they were playing well against good teams actually um you know i think they took two series from milwaukee mm-hmm. um and so who, who, who was first place team, but that in the last week or so, they kind of, kind of went through a little struggle. They lost the series to Pittsburgh and then they lost the series to Baltimore, uh, mm-hmm. both at home. So kind of halted any momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rob, what are your thoughts just on the last couple weeks of giants play? You know, better. Um, they win eight out of 10 or whatever that was to get back to 500 and which is about where we expected them to be this year. If you are, late listen to us doug and i both had them going 82 and 80 this year so that's looking pretty nice right about now but we get back to that later but yeah these last couple series though um they kind of you know they get us excited they drop a couple touchdowns on the pirates on memorial day i mean a big beat down bailey and schmidt and these guys are smack ball over the yard and then they Hit a bit of a rough patch the next couple couple nights. Uh, end up losing the series to Pittsburgh, who was really struggling going into that series. Doug and I were talking before we came on, and Pirates start off like twenty one and nine, and then they got cold. Yeah, in cold, then they take a series from the Giants, and now all of a sudden the Pirates won six in a row. So you can thank the Giants for that, Pirates fans. <laughs> um, yeah, but then the man, these aren't your father's Baltimore Orioles, are they? These guys can mash, they can pitch, they did everything. They're your grandfathers. Yeah. Rich Robinson days, man. Exactly. I mean, it took a stellar effort from Alex Cobb just to get one win, you know, this last weekend. So, yeah, but, you know, whenever you you go two and four on on a homestand, it's never good, especially the way they were playing. And now they head in this weekend um, getting Jock Peterson and Tyra Strada back tomorrow, supposedly. So that'll help. But going into Coors Field, and I know the Rockies suck, and but – you know, if you've been watching Giants baseball your whole life, like I have, uh, any uh, trip to Coors Field, you don't uh, get too excited about that, no matter who they got on the team over there. Well, you bring up Estrada and Peterson um, likely coming back. I mean, I, I put it in the group earlier. Uh, you know, John, Bryce Johnson's already been optioned. There hasn't been a formal, official announcement of who's what the corresponding move is, but. I'm pretty sure for that one it would be Jock Peterson because you know outfield DH whatever, yes. and then um, yeah, it, hopefully they'll have both these guys back at Tyro Strada too, who's arguably arguably you know the Giants' best player until he got injured. Right. Um, but you know, going into three uh, in in cores in Colorado and getting Jock's big bat back that could be huge. Um, you know, there's no there's no doubt about it. Like there's there's definitely been some struggle in the last like in a, in a positive look at 
what the Giants have done recently. Like they're definitely banged up right now. And they're missing some dudes. I mean, Michael Conforto uh, got a little banged up. I think it was his heel. His heel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was at the game that um, a couple of us were at last Tuesday. Yep. And he was saying that he felt okay after the game, but then the next day it did not feel great. And he still has not been put on the injured list. So maybe he's available tomorrow. But I mean, we're going on a week here. This is kind of odd mm-hmm. that the Giants didn't IL him um, f- for a full week now. So I would assume like Conforto is going to be there ready to play too in this series um, in Colorado. That's just my feeling. So um, if you get Estrada, Peterson, and Conforto back, definitely uh, going to help the offense for sure. Yeah, and you're going to need that, especially tomorrow. They're going with the the old bullpen game with the Brebbia opening, and then assuming that would be Sean Mania coming in in the second or third. That's kind of how it's been going lately in these bullpen games. But yeah, with the injuries to Wood and Stripling, you know these the Giants are using this today's off day, you know, to their advantage, and they're going to sure. have they're going to have Logan Webb go go Wednesday, and I believe Cobb on Thursday. So they're kind of. Kind of like we saw earlier in the year, right? You know, they're already kind of skipping guys around just to, you know, make do with this rotation. And all we heard before the season started was, look how deep this rotation is, man. If this guy gets hurt, we'll be fine. And, well, you know, Stripling's out, Wood's out. Now um, we're back to square one with the, our favorite bullpen games. And nothing <laughs> – the Giants have done very well this year in bullpen games, so don't, don't get me wrong. But that's not something you particularly want to do in Colorado. So – Tomorrow night could set yeah. the tone. Could set the tone for the entire series. So, yeah, it's something to look out for. Hopefully, the Giants bring bring their bats and uh, give a little support because Colorado is always an adventure, right? But you're right, though. You factor in um, they had Thursday off, then they had today Monday off. Mm-hmm. So they could definitely be factoring that in. Those are two free days in which they didn't have to, you know. So I, I wonder. I wonder if that had anything to do with Conforto not getting put on the IL. Um, that too. That that could be. So definitely getting some guys back, but like you said as well, the uh, you know that deep quote unquote rotation is not so deep right now. Uh, Stripling's still not back. Obviously, he's been struggling anyways, but he's a body. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Alex Wood just got put on the IL for the second time this year, like you mentioned. Um, I know Sean Jelly's been down in sack, but we know what he's done when he's been up with a big club, and that's not really do well. And, and um, that, that's probably why Tristan Beck got the call once again over him. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good point. But I will say this. Um, still, you know, down overall on him, but Sean Manaya has thrown a little better in his last couple outings, mm-hmm. um, and Jacob Junis has been a little better in his last couple outings too. So they, they need those guys to step up and eat innings. Um, and of course, you know, for both of them, it's been primarily out of the bullpen, you know, they need right. to get three innings out of them. So, mm-hmm. um, they have answered the call the last couple times, which is good. So, yeah. Um, but you know, Rob and I kind of wanted to talk about, and again, it's a little early that, I mean, they're still almost two months away from the trade deadline and this isn't, we're not going to necessarily talk about trades specifically, but obviously this team, as we stand, like we talked about a few minutes ago, um, they're in the thick of things, of course. And it wouldn't surprise us in the, you know, in two months that they're still in the thick of things and kind of just tying in together, obviously the trade deadline that, um, you know, Farhan Zaidi said this week that they're going to be aggressive. And, you know, I, 
I tweeted out a couple days ago. I said, you know, you can buy something for a dollar and you can buy something for a hundred dollars. It's like, so, you know, how aggressive does that mean with this front office? We don't know. I think it's, I think that's, I I don't want to say it's cool and fun, but it's the surprise going into the trade deadline every year. You really freaking don't know what the giants are going to do. Yeah. It's a, it's a good point. Like just like in 2021, you know, they, they spend, you know, if we're going off what you're saying, they spent a hundred bucks to get Chris Bryant. They spent a mm-hmm. dollar to get Tony Watson. And mm-hmm. so, and that was the giants being aggressive. I felt like that was most aggressive they've been in years at the trade deadline. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's a, that's, that, that's a really good point, but yeah, fully expect them to uh, be in it, make moves, you know, um, knowing this front office and ownership, they're going to, the Giants are going to have guys hurt at the deadline and they're going to start going, oh, well, when so-and-so gets back and this guy and this guy, there'll probably be two or three guys. There always are. Those are going to be basically, you know, acquisitions for us and additions to our roster. So, and they'll, they'll use that as a backboard when fans go, why the, why the fuck aren't we getting this guy? Why aren't we doing, being more aggressive? Well, we're getting guys back. Those are basically like additions to our club and we're, you know, internal additions yeah and we're 61 and 60 so um shut up we're gonna be fine you know <laughs> exactly. and, yeah you, you know something like that that's how it goes with, with with the giants but yeah fully expect them to yeah definitely be buyers i'm putting up quotes right now at, at the deadline because i can't really think of a time in my entire life where the giants haven't been buyers at the deadline because they just that's their organizational philosophy that would go that goes back basically my entire life. They just don't ever really sell anybody. It's and true. They, and they just and don't. You know how this front office has been ever since you know Farhan Zaidi took over. Um, they are not afraid to do a little buy and a little sell, and they've done that multiple times. That's true. So um would it surprise us if they did that again? No, but like, see, to me, that's not being aggressive. And like being aggressive is hey, we're unloading some prospects, and I mean some prospects that you know that could be, and I'm not saying that I want it or I'm not saying that they will. I don't I don't think they would, but like you want to be aggressive, that's like moving like a Marco Luciano, or that's moving a you know, even more untouchable Kyle Harrison. That's not gonna happen, but um, you know, like a top 10 prospect, that's being aggressive. Um, to me, and that's going to get a proven bat or a proven arm, like a veteran. Like you're probably getting a star if you give up some of those guys. So, right, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, it, the injured by like, and we talked about this before we came on. Like the Giants are, and actually we did speak about it at the beginning of the episode too. But the Giants are going to be getting some guys back um, mm-hmm. naturally over the next few days, and that will help for sure. But um yes we've seen we've seen that happen too like oh well this guy's banged up and he's been out for a month but we're getting him back at the right time and and if you look at how the rosters are constructed the last couple of seasons with san francisco you know you said before we came on this is my point i was getting to is because i said well they are getting some guys back and you're like yeah but they're always going to have injuries and you're like you know you're right with this team like these are guys that always have injury issues whether it's Alex Cobb, please, for the love of God, stay healthy. You know, but Anthony DiSclefani, um, Alex Wood, you know, these guys have had injury issues, injury histories, Michael Conforto. So um, they, and you look at 2021, what happened that year? They stayed relatively freaking healthy that year. 
Right. And, you know, it, everything just happened to work out that year. Last year, there were injuries. What happened? They were an average team. This year, they've had some injuries already. And what are they? They've been an average team. So there you go. Yeah, they've been an average team. And, it, you know, it's like putting you know, lipstick on, on, on a pig because at the, at the end of the day, they are average. But it's funny how we're – the fan base as a whole, I think, feels a little better about them getting back to being – average when guys like Casey Schmidt and Patrick Bailey come up because guess what? They're, they're young guys and yeah. it just gives, it gives everybody a little more optimism and like, okay, maybe, maybe they know what they're doing here with, with this farm system. Maybe we've been too hard on them the last couple of yeah. years. And that's why when we talk about the trade deadline and being real buyers, now that Farhan and these guys have kind of gotten fans on their side a little bit with guys like Schmidt and Bailey, you know, here recently, do they, if they're serious at being a serious aggressive buyers, like Farhan saying, do they unload a guy like Luciano, Matos, Harrison? Like it's it's a really it's a really dicey situation because as much as we like those guys, they are prospects until further notice, you know. And in in twenty one, the Dodgers unloaded their top two prospects, Josiah Josiah Gray and Keeper Ruiz for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And they didn't even really yeah. think twice about it. And it, they were just like, okay, well, we got more prospects coming. We know what we're doing. We'll get more back. That's fine. You know, it's so, yeah, when Farhan talks about being aggressive, I, 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 I'd love to know like what that, what that really means, but I guess we'll find out. Well, let's talk real quick about the two guys you just mentioned And real quick, um, you know, Casey Schmidt and Patrick Bailey, these guys have come up the last couple weeks. Both of them got off to red hot stars at the plate and both of them have been, good defensively as well i mean schmidt we've seen him at third we've seen him at short we've seen him at second he has played those three positions and relatively well we know that at third base like he is he is elite and but he's good enough at short and second we've talked about you know where we think that casey schmidt should be playing right you know i I don't think that the last couple weeks are going to reflect the future of his usage um but like i said those guys got screaming hot um even even at the plate and the last you know seven to ten games they've kind of cooled off you know they're they're uh, getting seen there's more film on them you know other teams can can kind of scout for them now uh and prepare for them but you brought you brought up a good point too before we got on and you know we need to remember that both of these guys were drafted and you know coming up through the the system they are known for what their gloves and their defensive you know um presence Mm -hmm. have they shown some offensive stuff in the minors and at the big league uh level in their short time up there absolutely but you know this is why we kind of held off on saying oh my gosh you know like schmidt and bailey and i am not i I don't want to speak for you but i'm not like taking away anything what they've done at the plate like we know what they can do at the plate but like is this who they are and i feel like in the last week or so like maybe this is more what they are where Mm -hmm. you know they're starting to strike out they both don't walk like hardly at all um but the defense is there Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on those two guys yeah, I think uh, fans kind of need to just tamper their expectations. Yeah, I mean, what, what are the odds? You know, two guys that they call up um, immediately come up, make a huge impact, not only in the field, but at the plate too. I mean, yeah. and neither of these guys by any means were destroying the ball in Sacramento before they came up. They were, you know, they're having okay years. That's fine. But 
but they weren't hitting no, you know, 360, 370, <laughs> you know, at, at the AAA level. And, and they, they both kind of, kind of held that for, for a good five to six games, you know, in their, in their debuts in the first weeks, which is remarkable, but you have to see that as a bonus with these guys. And I give Gabe Kapler and these guys, a, you know, a lot of credit because even though they were tearing the cover off the ball, he's kept them down seventh and eighth every day. Cause I, I think he knows, you know, it's like this can, this switch can go off any day with these guys, you know, they're not known for, for, for their sticks. So, and I think that has a lot to do with also not putting too much on their plate too early. Like, because, cause yeah, like you said, they're up here for their defense. They're drafted for their defense. Hell Casey Schmidt was drafted, you know, as a reliever too. He was, he was a two way player when the Giants drafted him, they had to decide yeah. what he was going to be, you know, is he going to pitch or is he going to play in the field? I think they made the right decision, obviously, but, but yeah, it, I think it's important to remember that these guys are not going to be able to carry the team offensively. Like they did there for about, a week to 10 days when they both first, first came up. So that falls on the Mitch Hanegers of the world. Uh, Lamont Wade, Tyro Strada, when he gets back, Jock Peterson, when he gets back, Michael Conforto. I mean, he was in a Brandon Bell type type hot streak before he messed up his heel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where you have to look for the offense. Those are the guys getting paid to carry you offensively. And that's why, yeah, despite their hot starts, I'm I'm glad that Kapler, Farhan, whoever made, was making those decisions with the lineup every day, they were keeping Bailey and Schmidt down seven and eight because that's where they belong. And on their best days, I truly believe that's where they're going to be in major league lineups moving forward. But it's always good though when you have your 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 top prospects taste success early because even when they go in their little one for twenty slumps, which um you know they're they're not quite there yet, but I mean. It's going to happen regardless. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, you're going to go into a slump, but they've already succeeded at the big league level and pitchers are going to adjust to them, but at least, you know, they, they know already what they're capable of and it's up to them to adjust back. And I'm pretty confident that they both will. So. Yeah, I agree. And, and just speaking of the catcher position, cause I feel, I feel like we have to talk about this guy real quick and that's Joey Bart. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he's been out for a couple weeks now. Bailey came up and um, he got hot, like we like we just mentioned, and he was playing well. And to to like you said, Gabe Kapler's credit, uh, Patrick Bailey's been playing. You know, three out of every four days, he's been playing for the most part. And you know, they'd spell him with Blake Sable, who's awful at catcher, but whatever. Um, But I've discussed this before, like with you and and some of the Giants chatters guys, like. I like we feel like they're gonna take their time with Joey Bart, right? Like that, you know, they're gonna be like, you're gonna be on a pretty long rehab stint here. I think I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if he's in, you know, playing with sack for two weeks. So I, 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 I just, I don't know. I think they're gonna say that you know they're they're trying to, um, you know, make sure he's a hundred percent healthy, ready to go. But I think they want to avoid that conundrum as long as possible because they are getting Estrada back. They are getting Jock back. They're going to get, Conf- or, I mean, Conforto's already there still, but they're going to have to make some other moves outside of just, hey, we need to activate. Because, you know, whether you like it or not, and I, I feel like with the Brandon Belt stuff that we had Belt Wars, like there's definitely Bart Wars. You know, yeah. there's people that love them or hate them. Right. right. Um, but 
like Joey Bart will be back on the major league roster and he's going to play. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole Joey Bart situation? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of silly to have, you know, you know, your your Bart Wars, as, as, as we'll say, a lot like the Belt Wars, but the dude is barely he's barely played like he's been in the league not even i mean he's i mean if you don't count the covid year which i don't you know um he's played just a little over a year of major league baseball like it's so early for him and, he, and he's playing the toughest position on on the field and you know people are gonna be surprised to hear this but you need two catchers you do and i'm sorry i don't count like sable as a catcher he sucks he's not yeah. He shouldn't. Even, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that fool shouldn't even own a glove. He has nice at bats. He hits, he hits the ball well. But pure man, emergency catcher. Pure he's emergency. Your, he's your emergency catcher on a Triple A team, and he's your emergency outfielder on a major league team, and that's what he's doing right now. But his he's just another DH, Rob, which we is, have plenty of. We have plenty of DHs on this team. I know. I don't see the difference between between him and Jock Peterson out there in left field, but whatever. But that. <laughs> but back to Bart. Yeah, he has to come back and play yeah. because whether the Giants end up trading him or not, eventually, right now, his trade value is very low. Like he and he is a very well-established defensive catcher, I think, in the league now. I mean, his I'm pretty sure his uh, advanced metrics defensively have, or have been like top five this year. And a lot really, of, really good. Yeah, yeah, very good, especially in, in framing. So. And is Patrick Bailey better than him defensively? Yes, he is. I, I believe that. But Bart's worked his ass off, you, you know, defensively. And Bart on- will be along uh, around a long time, regardless if he ever starts hitting for power and or whatever, because he can play catcher. Yeah, and whether that's on the Giants or not, that's exactly that, that's what that, I'm saying. That remains to be seen. Joey Bart's yeah. going to be a major leaguer for a long time. But yeah. as we're talking right now, yeah, the Giants. I, I really think it, it would benefit him and Patrick Bailey a lot to both be on, on the team and to spell each other. Cause as you just talked about a little bit ago, Patrick Bailey's played catcher almost every single day since, since he's been up and that that's a lot for a young catcher. And he's doing a great job, you, yeah. you know, of course, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll both benefit, you know, I mean, there may be a little internal competition too, which, but that's fine. But Probably both, good. But yeah, of course, but both these guys are, I believe are going to be in, in the bigs for a long time. But if we're talking the Giants right now, being 29 and 30, you know, still in it. Yeah, they need Joey Barton back on this roster very soon. Like, my, my, my prediction is you're, you're, you're talking a possible two-week stint in sack. I think he's back by Friday. I hope you're right because, you know, I'm a Joey Bart guy, and I, I want to see him back up, and I want to see him play. Um, I also wonder, though, too, if, I mean, because let's be real, Blake Sable's probably not going anywhere. No. Like – do we see Joey Bart and Patrick Bailey in the lineup at the same time some days? Because they're like, well, unfortunately, if someone gets hurt, you know, we could always stick Sable back there. Right. I think it's possible. Um, it's, it's seriously like it's so interesting, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is going to happen with this roster when guys start getting back. I mean, we know it's going to happen tomorrow, but Friday, let's say they once they get out of Coors Field where you need extra pitching, let's say they send Tristan Beck back down and bring up Bart yeah and okay there you go and then you you basically have for your pitching staff you have Webb Disco Cobb bullpen game another bullpen game I mean for right for right now I mean I don't know uh 
but you have guys like you have Junis who's capable of being that that tweener guy between innings two through five, just like Manaya is capable of being that tweener guy through two two through five, you know, in opener games. So yeah, there's there's a possibility. I, I think you're right. I think it's maybe as soon as this weekend. Who, who knows where we get hmm. Bailey and Bart in 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 the lineup um, if they face a lefty, possibly. <laughs> Um, I don't know who I haven't seen who the Cubs got lined up for next, for this weekend, but yeah, especially yeah if they're facing a lefty because you figure Sable won't, won't, won't be in there against a lefty. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, you make a good point. Uh, I had, and, I, and I, I had yeah, and Jock, yeah, exactly. I I hadn't really thought about that. So yeah, you we could see that this weekend. That would what it man, I wouldn't have predicted that for the season started that you get Bailey and Barton the same lineup hit, but. I, yes, you, you took it to a better level more specifically. Against a left-handed pitcher, I think it's possible. Right-hander, sure. probably not because, probably not. you know, you'll have your jock and you'll have your, sable. you know, hopefully Conforto's back by then. and it's Yeah, your sable, exactly. I mean, you have plenty of left-handed hitters. Right. So. Um, so talking, you know, finally moving on from the guys that are coming back fairly soon. Um, let's talk guys that are in the minors. Just Just a couple of specific guys. I mean, we. Ha- I feel like we have to talk about Luis Matos. Mm-hmm. Um, dude has been just red hot, dude. I mean, here's his last was this six games, three hits, three hits, four hits, two hits, three hits, and then he had uh, another hit last night. Uh, dude is red hot right now. He's hitting three forty two in forty eight games with the River Cats. Um, four home runs, twenty six RBIs. Uh, a really good, really good rare ratio. 18 strikeouts and 22 walks. So he's doing it all. And um, of course, the big thing too, you know, we'll talk about a lot. He's on a 40 man roster. So they don't have to like DFA anyone. They don't have to remove or put someone like on the 60 day IL. Um, I mean, they could call him up and the only thing they'd have to do is send someone back down. So, um, or, you know, DFA or whatever, but right. Are, are we gonna are we gonna see Luis Matos like way quicker than we thought? You know, I don't think so. Barring barring injury, they've the Giants have been, despite all their all their injuries, you know, in, in, in the outfield, you know, they've they've been able to make do with what with, with what they've had. You know, I, I still I still believe guys like Bryce Johnson are gonna get looks over him just because. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you don't want to push Matos too fast because people forget he just got to triple a he just got there and he was out a, a lot of last year so and, and had a rough last year and ha- yeah he had yeah he had a very very down year last year or the fans were down we, even us i mean we're not there we're we're wondering but thanks right. to you know, thanks for our, our guys like you know like kevin kevin cunningham coming on here you know kind of got a little perspective on it it's like okay well whatever like it's just he's had one of those years like pretty much every giants prospect has had a shit year at some point you know, yeah. in the in the last three four years, where they've had like, oh, what's going on with them? But then they then they pop back. So um, that could be Luciano this year, but we could talk about that later. Uh, yeah, but I just I don't think they're gonna rush him up. I think that would be a little. I mean, barring more injuries, I, I mean, I hope not. Like if Austin Slater gets hurt tomorrow or something, uh, possibly. But I, I don't, I don't think that's a route they want to go down. I think for now, I think you kind of want him just to be comfortable and have success and because this has all happened very very quick you know with him so i I mean i can see the knee-jerk reaction to want to do that if i'm farhan and Pete patula and these guys i mean schmidt comes up kicks ass bailey comes up kicks ass and 
you know, you're feeling really good about, you know, your farm and, oh man, are we looking for a reason here to bring up Luis Matos? Cause yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm boy. I said, barring injury. I don't think there's a, a real ur- urgency to get Luis Matos up here quite yet. I, I, I have it like looking at it two ways here. And one is because of what you just said with Schmidt getting brought up sooner than we thought with Bailey getting brought up sooner than we thought, like, could they bring him up? Like, I'll tell you what, if Schmidt wasn't up yet. And if Bailey wasn't up yet, even if with Matos, what he's doing in Sacramento, I'd be like, no way. And they're going to let him do. And you know me, I hammer this home all the time. I I believe in guys should succeed, then fail, then figure things out and succeed again. And really in Sacramento, he hasn't failed at all yet. Right. So he hasn't gone through adversity yet, uh, which is fine. Like, Again, I feel like they should always exactly. I feel like they should always go through adversity, though, and he hasn't. And we got to remember, this kid just turned twenty-one four months ago, right? Four months ago, right? So, um, yeah. Um, but also, I was trying to find out where's my other thing here. Well, he's he is on the forty man too. So, right. Um, technically, you know that that would be an easy move, but um, yeah. On the other hand. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't know. I feel like they just have a bevy of outfielders. Um, and especially since most of them are about to be healthy again, mm-hmm. unless there's a trade of some sort, I just don't see him coming up like right now. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think this is, this is a possible, you know, later in the year, maybe later summer, august ish if he continues to play well if he's right. you know struggling and continue to struggle you know you know maybe next year so uh but that's how i feel about Luis Montes. yeah and they just you know he hasn't played a lot but you know bryce johnson I, I feel like has done a very good job at least defensively he's probably the best bryce johnson might be the best defender in the giants organization outfield defender but he can't really hit worth a lick and they just they, and they just sent him down so yeah. I, I believe if something else were to happen he would be the first outfielder they would call up again. That's what I think, but you never know. It, it could get a little, a little deeper than that. Um, I, I is, is did Matt Beattie get, 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 get DFA? He got DFA, but he's, yeah, he, you know, so he he's still unclaimed, in sack. So he's right. Yeah, he's yeah. still in sack. Yeah. So, I mean, you, he's been in the majors for, for a few years, you know, with the, with, yeah. with the Dodgers, with the Dodgers and the Royals. So he's, he's been around a minute. I, I'd have to believe, you know, they would probably lean towards him before before Matos, especially because since they went out of their way to go get him earlier this year, uh, so I don't know. And Brett, you know, they, they've stuck Brett wisely in the outfield a, a, a few times now too. Whether you, you like know, it or not, whether you like it or not, that's what they've done. They love Brett wisely. Um, I think he'll get sent down tomorrow, but that's that remains to be seen. But there's just they have a lot of other options besides Matos, and but I. The, th- the thing is, you know, they, I, th- I felt like they called up Casey Schmidt because they needed a boost and they needed a bit of a spark. I know Crawford went, d- went you know, w- went down during that time, but even so Crawford wasn't playing well. We, we all saw, we're not blind, you know, but he comes up, gives them a spark. Patrick Bailey got caught up out of, that was a necessity. They had to call him up. Yeah. You know, they were, out, they were out of catchers. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to, 
I'd love to know where, where, where these guys are feeling with the, with, with the farm system right now, because, you know, you're, you know, you're getting a lot of good things, you know, you're getting the fans excited, you know, with uh, these young guys succeeding. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's tempting to call them up. Uh, I do. I just don't, not yet. I don't, I don't see it yet. The other, the other, we got to wrap here quick, but the other two guys I want to talk about real quick, we can kind of tie these guys together about, you know, we're talking about what the giants, you know, would need to help them stay in contention. But I feel like we're going to see one, if at not both of these guys at some point, and that's Kyle Harrison and Keaton Wynn. Um, You know, both of them have struggled with command. I mean, uh, Kyle Harrison, dominant, 66 strikeouts in 38 innings, like dominant, but 34 walks. I mean, that's more than a two-to-one ratio. Um, Or, you know, it's worse than that. And then with Keaton Wynn, um, you know, he has 51 strikeouts in 41 in a third and 21 walks. So both struggling with command. Um, you know, some people say, you know, they're using more of an automated, that automated strike zone and AAA that might have something to do with it, but could be, and, and obviously, it, but you know, you, you got to figure it out. Cause that's coming, whether you like it or not. So if they're not figuring that out, cause I mean, I'm looking at Kyle Harrison's game logs here. Um, you know, three three walks in his last one, and three walks, two starts ago, and he went three and two thirds in both of those starts. He's not really like picking up a ton of innings. And then Keaton Wynn has not thrown the longest he's gone is four and a third this year. <laughs> uh, just talking about them, like real quick. I think, I think we're going to see Keaton Wynn before we see Kyle Harrison. Keaton Wynn's twenty five years old. Uh huh. And also. Um, I think the Giants want to see what they have with him. And, uh, you know, I want to do that like Brad Pitt's part. Buddy Ball is like, guys, I, you know, check your notes. What is he? He's on the 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. So another guy they don't have to – because Kyle Harrison, not on the 40-man roster. So there would sure. have to be a significant move there. So just bold prediction. I don't know if it's so bold. I think we see Keaton win up with a big club before Kyle Harrison. Yeah, probably I know as much as fans don't want to hear that, but yeah, I mean, the guy's paid his dues. I mean, he's pitched in 80 minor league games. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been around the block, you know, fifth round pick that they, they, they think highly of him. Um, I'm I think he was part I mean, of Evans Evans's last draft class. I think it was 18 before 2018. Yeah, yeah. 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 The fifth round pick 136. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, 80 career Miley games, ERA just under four. I mean, the guy, he's kind of withstood the test of time down there. And like you said, he's 25. And you kind of, at some point, you got to figure out, right? You got to figure out what, what do we have in this guy? You know, and maybe some other teams out there value him more than the Giants do. But you don't know that until you, you bring him up and, you know, let him, let him go real quick. Uh, yeah, 51 Ks and 41 and 30, 30 innings this year. I mean, that's, you know, that's not bad, but... You know, I, the difference. I I don't know. It's so it's so hard to say because, you know, with Wynn being a, being a righty and Harrison being a lefty, I, maybe it depends on who goes down at some point. It's somebody who gets hurt. But I mean, you, I mean, you heard people you know last week, you know, saying, "Oh, Alex Woods hurt again. Oh, let's let's go. It's Harrison time. Let's go. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. right. Dude. Yeah, yeah, right. But 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 that's but that's where the fans are at now and. All, all they see with Harrison is the strikeouts. That's yeah. all they. That's all they see. But I mean, the 
I he hasn't thrown five innings yet. I believe. I don't think he has. I, I think he's uh, close. Nope, not no, once. No, was, and Farhan, I believe it was two weeks ago. He was on KMBR, and he had mentioned about stretching Harrison out because there's he he knows like if the Giants are to hang in this hang around in this thing, you know they might need Harrison at some point. So yeah, I just don't think they're quite kind of like Matos. Like he's he's doing fine down there. Like, but they're 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 they're, they're keeping a very short. They're keeping a tight leash on him. They're not letting him go go too deep and not letting him get high in the high into pitch counts. And I think the Giants see Harrison as an unfinished product at at this point. But, but injuries, you know, injuries dictate all right. Uh, a couple more injuries, and they might, you know, he he could be that 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 bridge guy in, in the hand might be forced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be that guy and in, in, who's going to pitch innings two through four or two through five you know, in an opener type game, because that's just kind of how the Giants roll. If Sean and I, if Sean and I were to get hurt, it would not surprise me if they gave, if they gave Kyle Harrison the call, but yeah, if, if they had to pick one right now to, to, to get called up, I, I believe it would be Keaton win just because he's been there longer. And yeah, you, you got to see eventually what he's got. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk more trade stuff over the upcoming weeks. I, th- I still think we're a little far out um, because, yeah, it's gonna be t- we want to see the Giants healthy, which they're gonna be more healthy over the next three four days, um, especially starting tomorrow. I mean, we might have Peterson and Estrada back in the lineup, so which should be a nice nice boost. So um, let's see. Uh, I think we can kind of check back in after you know the next couple of series, and then we can kind of have a better picture of okay the giants need to do this at the trade deadline stay in contention and stuff so uh-huh. maybe we'll just avoid trade talk at all night <laughs> yeah we, we don't we don't need to dive too deep into that there's still ways to go around around independence day is when we can start independence day getting into that yeah so yeah it's it's monday june 5th tonight um we'll probably have this episode out wednesday morning so you know we'll have obviously some roster moves tomorrow at least one that we know of and then um you know one colorado game played so and like i believe you said uh brevia is starting tomorrow so tomorrow is the bullpen game um we'll see i i'm sure they'll go uh manaya and relief probably behind him since junis just pitched i believe yesterday so yeah tomorrow i believe will be uh in some form Rabia, Manaya, Tristan Beck, and hopefully, yeah. and hopefully, uh, in the late innings, Camilo they have a Duvall. lead and <laughs> Camilo Duvall because rate, rating pitcher of the month. Congratulations, Camilo Duvall, if you're listening. I love that guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks for joining us for episode 103. We'll get this out to you soon. Uh, make sure you are following us on all our socials at Say Hey Podcast, at Say Hey Doug, at Say Hey Rob. And uh, make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter on Facebook and on twitter as well so thanks for listening we will uh, catch up with you next time for say hey doug and say hey rob go giants go giants don't get swept say hey say who say willie say hey swinging at the plate say hey
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.